0: Hello, everybody. This week's parsha is Parshas of And this week's podcast is being dedicated as an ili neshama for all the victims of the horrible attacks in Eretz And as a schus, a merit for the safety of all these soldiers in Eretz and all the hostages should be returned safely and all the people of Eretz Yisrael, Hashem should watch over all of them and bring Yeshua B'Karif. The parsha begins, Baratishas, Bara Elekim Es Shemayim Arts. and the Medrash says that the words Bara Elekim Es, if you look at them closely, you'll notice that the last letters of those words, the Seifetevis, are Bara ends with the word letter Aleph, Elekim ends with the letter Mem, and ace ends with the letter Saf, which is the the word Ms. That the first, sorry, the the the, the first three words after brachus end with the letter with the words of emes to tell us that (laughs) chaisamai shall baruch hu's emes. Akkadish baruch hu's signature, his signet ring, his chaisam is emes. So the Chavetz Chaim asked the obvious question that if (laughs) Akadish baruch hu wanted to sign the beginning of a ter with his name, let him sign it outright. Let him sign in the beginning of each word. You should start off, each word should start off, ms. Why does he only do it at the end of each word? Well, the Chafetz Chaim explains, and he says, because the Torah is telling us a very important lesson, that Kodesh made this world, and the world was made that it had to be perfected. And in the world is a lot of darkness. There's a lot of times that we can't see the ms. We can't see the truth of what a Baruch Hu has in store. We don't understand what's going on, and everything seems to be so wrong and such sheker, and so much evil in this world. Well, the Torah is telling us that don't worry the chaysom the signet ring is emes a signet ring when you look at the ring you can't see the word because it's out of it's backwards everything's the opposite only once you stick that ring into a mold and then it makes its impression then the emes comes out and you can see it And says the Chafetz Chaim what terror is telling us that's going to be the reality of this world is that for many many years and throughout many many times we're not going to be able to see the MS. It's only going to be at the end of days when Mashiach comes, that Baruch Hu unravels the whole creation. We'll be able to see what's really going on and be able to understand what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is doing and why it is that way, and the real MS will come shining forth. Chazal tell us there was once a Roman general who asked her of Akiva if God wants the poor people to be fed and to have money. Why doesn't he just give it to them? Why does he make them poor? Why does he make it that we, the people who are not poor, thankfully, why do we have to support them? Says so told Who wanted to give us the merit of supporting the poor. So therefore he gave us the money and he made them poor so we can have the merit to support them and that will save us from Gehen. And the Dubna Magad asks that seemingly what the Roman general is asking seems to make a lot of sense, you know, for the poor person's sake, he'd much prefer to have enough money to live off of for the whole year. Why does he have to go and beg for handouts every day just so we can be saved from Ghana? What does this answer, what does that mean? And Dunamaga explains as follows he says that Rashi, towards the beginning of our parsha, makes a note that when the Torah describes the creation of the world, it says, Elikim, Hashem's attribute of din, of strict judgment, was used to create the world. But yet later, in Parag the Torah says, asos Hashem, Hashem, the name of Havaya, which connotes Akash Baruch attribute of mercy, rakhamim, is used in regarding creation. And Rashi explains that Baruch Hu saw that the world would not be able to stand in strict judgment. And Akash Baruch Hu was Meshtatev. He partnered up Midas Harachamim with Midas Adin, and the world is running based on both. He says the what does that mean? What that means, he says, is as follows Akash Baruch Hu, the world has to have a strict judgment. There has to be din in the world. If there's no judgment, then there's no reward and punishment. But Akharvarkhu saw that the world can't stand on strict judgment. Most people cannot function on strict judgment. Dear Akharvarkhu said, "I'll make a partnership." Akharvarkhu said, "I'm going to take the majority of the world, and I'm going to give them things that they don't deserve. I'm going to give them money and food and things that they haven't really earned yet." The real says a person really has no right to have money and food for years and years in advance. Every day, a person, if he earns his food, he gets his food. The idea that a person can have savings and stores of stuff, of money and assets and food for years to come is purely from racham and chesed of Hashem. But Hashem saw that people need that. People would go berserk. They didn't have enough food. They only had literally just what they needed for that day. Most people cannot survive in strict din. However, some people, people on a high madriga, tzaddikim, People who can withstand the life of midas din, Akharvarkhu said, they're going to take the burden of din upon themselves, and the rest of us, we're going to have the merit of supporting them and giving them their stuff on a daily basis, and that's going to entitle us to the midas the mercy that Akharvarkhu will give us more than what we need and give us extras. And that's the partnership that Hashem created between Midas A-Din and Midas A-Rachamim. There'll be a few individuals who will live under Midas Adin, and the rest of us will have the ability to live under A-Rachamim with the partnership that will be the ones giving them their things that they need in a Din type of lifestyle. Therefore, says the Dunamakid a person always has to be very careful to make sure to fulfill his end of the partnership because. Whenever we see other people who are God forbid suffering and living through a life of Midas Adin, we have to recognize they're carrying our burden. They're the ones who are upholding the Midas Adin so the rest of us can live under Midas Arachem. But it's only on the condition that we fulfill our end of the bargain and we take care of them, we give them what, we need, what they need, and we're there for them. And that's going to be our schus. To continue to have Midas Arachem. And That he says is this partnership that Hashem made between Midas Sadin and Midas Arachimim in this world. Further on in the parsha, it says that Baruch Hu created the art, the light, and the darkness. And Baruch Hu separated between the light and the darkness. And Rashi says that Baruch Hu didn't want the light and darkness working in a mixture. And he separated them and made that the light has the day. And the darkness has the night. And the Belazar Mizrahi, the Re'im, he argues in Rashi. He says, What does that mean? How can you have light and darkness working together? Darkness is just the absence of light. And therefore, he says what it means was what was going on during before our God separated light and darkness it means that you'd have literally moments of light, and also light would go out and you have darkness. Light would go on, light would go off. The kind of flashing lights all the time. And Hashem said, no, we're going to have separate times. There's going to be light and darkness. But there's nothing that light and darkness can work together. And that really is the opinion of the Rambam, Meir as well, is that darkness is simply the absence of light. And therefore, <clears throat> what Hashem did was just create zones and times for light and in times when there's no light. But the Vilna Gain and everyone asks that we know it's an open Pasuk. We say it every day in Davening, in the birkas Krishma. He creates light, and he creates darkness. So according to the Rambam and the Reim, says the Goyen, what does it mean you create darkness? Darkness is not a creation. Darkness is just the absence of light. So the Rambam, addresses this, and the Rambam says that we're calling it a creation of darkness because he created the absence of light. He removed the light, and that can be termed creating darkness. But the Vilna Goyen doesn't agree to that. And he says, no, I go like Rashi, that darkness is a creation. There's a creation of darkness. Now many people ask, okay, well, what do you mean just turn off lights? So I have darkness. So many commentaries discuss this, Machlechus, the Nitzv in Dover on this Pasach, he says like this, he says that the reality is that, there, that there's, there's truth in both. There's definitely a darkness that comes simply because of an absence of light. However, there's another darkness, which is a creation, which is what happens at night, which is cheshech. There's a creation of darkness. And he says, really, to open Gemara, the Gemara says that if somebody wants to do badikas chametz, they want to check for the chametz. The Gemara says they cannot use a candle by day to look for the chametz. says, the Gemara, because a candle by day doesn't really shed any light. The very same candle by day doesn't give the same amount of light that it gives by night, by night, the candle shines further. And he says that there were big tzaddikim who, when they were locked in prison and they had no light, they were able to tell if it was day or night outside by how much light the candle gave. And he says that there's really these two things going on. There is a light, which is a darkness, which happens merely as an absence of light, but there is a Bria, a creation of darkness of Cheshech. And the reason for that creation, he says, the reason why Hashem made a creation of darkness is because only in that darkness, in the creation of in the creation called darkness, that's the only time it can really appreciate the light of this candle, the light of the ash, and light of the R that can be properly shining in that darkness. And says in the Tziv, whenever Chazal uses muscle of light removing darkness and light showing and giving us are in they're coming to talk about this type of darkness that we're talking about which is a creation of darkness because that's the darkness which gives us the ability to truly appreciate the light it's in that darkness the light shines the brightest and therefore says who the knows that sometimes unfortunately we have a lot of blessings in life a lot of good things but we don't appreciate them because there's so much light unfortunately it takes real darkness to create the appreciation of light. And I think that we're going right now in a very, very dark time. It's a very, very dark time for Clyde Strong with Davening, to, Hu, to take us out of this darkness. But one of the things that we have to stop and realize during all this darkness is the light that Akash constantly gives us, everything we have, all the things he's giving us, we can't take them for granted. We have to stop and appreciate what it means to be able to live safely, to be able to be at home with our families and children. This is not something that can be taken for granted. So many people don't have that right now. And it's something we have to thank Hashem for every day and to Daven, that everyone gets it back and that we should all be truly living in the real R. Later in the Parsha, the Parsha says Akash Baruch made man and Akash Baruch blew in him a spirit of life. And the Targum famously explains, what is the spirit of life? It's a ruach memalala, the spirit that gives man the ability to speak. Man is unique from all other creations, that he has the ability of speech. And that was the Ruach that K'arish blew into him. And Schwab in Me'ain Beis Hesheva, he asks a very, very important question. He says, you know, HaK'arish Baruch gave man the ability to speak while he was still the only human being on the planet. Chava had not been created yet. So what was the purpose of Adam Marisha having speech before there was anyone else to talk to? Says Zerf Schwab, you see from here that the reason man has speech, the primary reason the man has a Kreyach is for tefillah, is to speak to Kodesh Hu, to use his power of speech to connect with Hashem and to daven to him. And like Rashi tells us, the whole world was ready, was ready to go, but there was no man yet to work the fields as Rashi means there's no man yet to daven for the rain to come down and for the grass to come out and everything to come to fruition man's ability to speak is primarily meant to be used to connect with his creator Hashem after creating man Pazik says in Perak ale Akash Baruchu commands man saying we call hagan ochel Teichel. from all the fruits all the trees of the garden you shall eat and the measure explains this was actually a positive commandment it was a mitzvah you have to go and eat and enjoy from all the fruits of Ganadin, except for the eight and he says other rich made a mistake other mission when chava was created he didn't tell her this part there's a mitzvah to eat from every fruit of every tree He only told her you cannot eat from the hadas. It says in Hashachma that had he told her this mitzvah, she would have been protected and she would not have sinned by the eating from the hadas, and everything could have been avoided. And this was Adam Rishon's mistake not telling her this mitzvah. Now, on a simple level, I think he means that simply just the fulfillment of the mitzvah of eating from the other trees, the very fact that she fulfilled the mitzvah, that'll be a protection for her to not come to sin by eating from Latzadas. But I think you could say also that what the Meshkakma is telling us is that a lot of times in life we make a mistake and we just constantly focus on Hakaj doesn't let us have this, doesn't let us have that. And what the Tegar is telling us is that no, Hakaj wants you to enjoy, Kajbaraku wants you to have everything. Mikol you have to realize that Baruch Hu wants nothing but what's good for you. It's just that sometimes we don't know what's best for ourselves. And there's certain things that we think they're good for us, but they're really bad for us. And Kajbarak is saying, don't take that. But only because G-d Baruch Hu loves us, only because he knows that that's really harmful for us. And therefore, G-d Baruch Hu tells us, you have to know what I want you to do is to eat from every eighth of the Gan. It's just that this eighth, the eighth hadas, it's not good for you right now. In fact, Chazal tells us that. It was going to be, it was in the Ghan for a reason, because when Shabbos would finally come, they would be able to eat from Eitz But right now, you're not ready for it yet, and don't take it yet. And that's how we have to recognize that all our various, like as Barco tells us stay away from, it's not because he wants to restrict us, it's because he knows what's best for us, he wants what's good for us, and he's telling you, this is going to harm you, and stay away from it, because I love you. I just to end off with one last thought. The story goes that the Balatanya was thrown into prison. When he was in jail, the warden of the jail came to him, a non Jew, I guess, and he asked him, they know, he had always had a question on the Bible. In the Torah, it says that Hashem comes into the garden after other Marishan's sins, and he asks him, Ayeka, where are you? Right? And the question is obvious that you know Hashem knows where other Marishan is. So why is he asking him, where are you? So, Al said it's a great question. But you have to look at Adam, Adam Arishan's response to understand what Akash Baruch was really asking. You see, when Hashem asks Adam, Why'd you eat from the Eight Saddas? So what does Adam say? So, Adam sends, No, ha-isha asher nasata imadi, the wife you gave me, she gave me the fruit to eat. So, Hashem says to the wife, What'd you do? She says, well, no, it was a snake that convinced me to eat. So everyone has a great excuse. You see, no one's really at fault. Others blame me Chava. Chava's blaming the snake. And everyone's got a good cover story that's not really them, it was somebody else. So our Baruch came into Ghanedin and he asked them one question. Ayeka, where are you? Yes, you have this person to blame, that person to blame, but you, 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 where were you? What did you do right? You knew what you could do. You were in control of yourself. Where were you? And that, says the Balatanya, is a question that asks all of us Ayeka, where are you? Yes, we have excuses. Yes, we have answers. But ultimately, where are we? And I think that for myself, as we're going through this horrible time and we're reading these horrible stories that are going on in Testral, and we feel so overwhelmed. And I feel, what could we do to help? It's such a there's, there's such a big big you know it's a whole war going on this people trap what can we do to help people and we kind of we just we give up and we read the news and we get depressed and we give up even more and we get to, and we, just, we don't know what to do and we have to realize that we're going to ask us only one thing Ayeka where were you did you do what you could do did you work on yourself in any way did you take on a commitment to work on something did you dive in harder did you say to him? Did you give money to places that you were able to give money to? Did you do what you were able to do? That's the one thing we're gonna be asked, is Ayeka, where were you, and were you doing what you were supposed to be doing in this whole tragedy that's going on? Because ultimately, Hekash Baruch gonna take care of it. He's the only one who could take care of it, but we have to do our part, and that's the question that we have to answer. We should all have a wonderful Shabbos, we should all be zayka to truly fulfill and do what we could do to make the Yeshua come, and should bring the Yeshua B'Kariv and all Caesar should see your shoes. Good child.